Hallelujah. Amen. Good morning. Amen. Christ is risen. He is risen Christ is risen. He is risen now, first um, to the children. Oh, please attend to that one and pamper her. <laughs> no, no, no. Don't worry about the noise. Just pamper her. Now, the children, look at me for a minute. We're going to listen to God's word. All right. Family services are the most fun. We all get together. Okay, everybody be quiet as we listen to God's word. And now look at me before you start coloring and all that. Okay, the kids don't mind. Look at me for a minute. We are all together going to recite the verses that were read for us. Can we have 2 Corinthians 5, 14, and 17? We're going to learn it, okay? After the service, I'll see if there is time, and then I'll call somebody to say it all by yourself. And the children, listen. The good news is that you won't say it. The adults, I'll call somebody from among them. So, and lock the door so that none of them will go out. All right. So I'll say it, and then we try to say it together. So listen to me. For Christ's love compels us because we are convinced that one died for all, and therefore all died. Can we say it together? For Christ, okay, okay. Now let me lead us. The kids might not be able to read. So you say it after me, line by line. For Christ's love compels us. Because a bad teacher. We are convinced that one died for all and therefore all died. Well done, you guys. No, no, no. Let's say 14 again. For Christ's love compels us because we are convinced that one died for all and therefore all died. Keep that in mind. Verse 15, look at it. Say it after me. And he died for all. Oh, I couldn't hear you. And he died for all. That those who live should no longer live for themselves, but for him who died for them and was raised again. I know it's long, but if you can recite it, do that throughout the whole week. I have been trying to do that. It's not sticking, but I keep trying. Now, for the rest of us, I'll pray and then we'll listen briefly to God's word. Let's pray. Father, we pray that even to these children, may God, the Holy Spirit, communicate the gospel to them in a way they can understand. You alone can do that. And for the rest of us, help us not to get distracted and to fix our gaze on Jesus. In his name we pray. Amen. So the text says that for the love of Christ controls us. Now let me give you an illustration for that. If you have a toothpaste, for those of you who, who didn't use uh, sari or anything, but you used toothpaste, what do you do? You press it. Hopefully you press it from the bottom so that your wife will not be annoying with you. You press it from the bottom, and what happens? If it is open, it sort of comes out. Because whichever way you press, there is only one way out, 
which is where the piss will come out, okay? Paul says that whatever happens, the love of Christ controls us, presses us in so that it gives us only one way for life. We will see it. And why is it that the love of Jesus is what determines the way Paul lived and ministered? Last, uh, on Good Friday, we saw that even when he suffered, even when he suffered, he continued. Please forget about the children for a moment. He continued to persevere. He loved the Corinthian church, such a difficult church. And so he loved them and preached God's word to them. Why? Because the love of Christ was compelling, was controlling him, was the one that is pressing him, not himself. And why was that the case? Because he was convinced. He had come to the conclusion. He had understood from the Old Testament that one, Jesus, he died for all. And the all doesn't mean anybody in the world who doesn't even trust him. Anybody from any part of the world, anybody from any tribe, anybody from any ethnicity, any people group who trust in Jesus, the death of Jesus is for them. So he says, he died for all, male or female, children or adults, who put their trust in Jesus. And you know what happened to them by faith in Jesus? It means in the death of Jesus, they also died. They died. They died to the old self. And we'll see that in a minute, what this old self is. So when Jesus died, it wasn't like Jesus died on the cross somewhere, and then I stay somewhere, and I just believe that, well, he died for me and believe certain things. No. Spiritually, when you believe in Jesus, that he is Lord, and that he didn't deserve to die at all, he was holy, perfect in every way, in his thinking and in his actions. The people who deserved to die were people like us, beginning with myself. We deserved God's wrath, God's anger. But when we put our trust in Jesus that he didn't deserve it, and because God loves us, he died instead of us, spiritually something happens. God takes me, every aspect of me, and then he unites that with Jesus. So that when Jesus died, it is as if I was dying, I was Pain for my own sin in Jesus. So he died for all and therefore all died. And then something else happened. Have you seen the first double death? Jesus died. By faith in him, I died with him. We died with him if we are trusting him. The second one is this. Let's look at the text again. I'll read it for us. Guys, listen. For the love of Christ controls us. Because we have concluded this, this is ESV, that one has died for all, therefore all died. Verse 15, and he died for all, that those who live might no longer live for themselves, but for him who died and was raised. What is the second thing that happened? Today we are celebrating the resurrection. The resurrection has meaning for us as well. It is not just for Christians to boast that as for, as for our religious leader, he was raised again. It's more than that. Jesus was raised from the dead. What does that mean? Because we died with him by faith in him on the third day when he was raised from the dead. It was as if we were also, in fact, it wasn't as if, it was really the case. We were raised with him as well, spiritually. 
For what? Why were we raised with Jesus? To a new life. So let me read verse 15 for you again. Please keep it in mind. Look at it if you have your Bible open. And he died for all. That those who live might no longer live for themselves. Have you thought of what that means? Those who now live by faith in Jesus might no longer live for themselves. It means that we once lived for ourselves before we came to know Jesus. Do you know what sin is? Sin is not necessarily doing bad things. Sin is living for yourself. Sin is living for something else apart from God. Sin is not living for Jesus. It's not, he is not the ultimate reason for your life. So you can do all the good things and still be sinful because ultimately you are living for your own reputation or for your own satisfaction or you are just living your life for your family. I love family. But that is not the ultimate reason we live. Otherwise, if you are single, you will think you are missing something. You are not missing anything. If you are in Christ, we live ultimately for him. We once lived for ourselves. Now that we are alive by faith in Jesus, we live for someone else. Huh? Should I read a text again so that it will stick? Okay, let me read it for the last time. And he died for all that those who live might no longer live for themselves, but for him. Why should we live for him? For him who for their sake died and was raised again. So now, if you're a Christian, the reason you live is different. The reason you, <laughs> you live for Christ, he is the reason. Why do you live for Christ? Because he died for you. God loved you to the point that Christ died. You died with him. The old self is gone. And this is what the Bible calls, Paul will call it here, new creation. Guys, listen. Everybody look at me for a second. I'm about to finish. Look at me. Thank you. Sin is living for yourself or living for something else apart from God. That is why God's judgment was upon us. It isn't that we were necessarily bad people by human standards. It meant that we never wanted to live for God or have him rule over our lives. By faith in Jesus, if we believe that he has taken on God's wrath on our behalf, what happens is he changes our lives. And what is this change of life? Now we live for him. Are you not excited? Joseph is. Now we live for him because he died for us. And that living for him is what the Bible calls new creation. Joseph, thank you for nodding. You encourage me. <laughs> so everybody else, look at me. I'm talking about you, the eight, nine-year-olds. When we say new creation in the Bible, it means that in Jesus you have died and you have been raised to a new life. That is one. Number two, whilst you are living in this world, new creation means you are no longer living for yourself. You are living for Jesus because he died for you. You get it? You get it. All right. So let's try to finish off with what we're going to say. So let me read for you verse 17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, okay, he is a new creation. The old has passed away, and behold, the new 
has come. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is what? Guys, let me hear your voice. You are the ones I'm taking my encouragement from. If anyone is in Christ, he is what? The old has and the new has. All right, let's read one more verse. All this is from God. Who through Christ reconciled us to himself. Let's forget about that one. Do you know what that means for living out the Christian life in this world? Let me tell you. Let me tell you and then I'll finish. The children, everybody look at me. Have you done coloring? Great. Hold on to it. I'm going to check it when we close um, service. And then if you did it well, I will give you lollipop. I will give you lollipop if you did it well. Now let's come back to us adults. One last thing and then we'll finish. Oh, 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 somebody by accident stepped on somebody's hand. Please don't step on somebody's hand. Sorry, okay? Sorry. Please go and finish your work. If anybody is in Christ, he's a new creation. Paul would have said it earlier. He said that, you know, that means that we don't have to look at other Christians from human point of view. If a person is a new creation, then we don't judge people on the basis of how they look or what they have, or what they don't have. We relate with them as people in Christ. So let me read for you. Therefore, knowing the fear of the Lord, Paul says, verse 11, we persuade others. But what we are is known to God, and I hope it is known to you also, to your conscience. We are not commending ourselves to you, but giving you a cause to boast about us, so that you may be able to answer those who boast about um, outward appearance and not about what is in the heart. For if we are beside ourselves, it is for God. If we are in our right mind, it is for you. And then he says, for the love of Christ con controls us. Yes. Thank you. I almost forgot my verse, so you are giving me a reason to pause. Verse 18, all this is from God. Thank you. Wow, you helped me. Thank you very much. All this is from God who through Christ reconciled us to himself. My point is this. Paul says in this same chapter, okay, when Jesus appeared, the reason we rejected him was that we judged him on the basis of human assessment. We thought Messiah shouldn't look like this. He should look like that. Messiah should do this. And then Paul says that, oh, but we no longer judge Christ. Now that we have concluded what he came to do and who he was. So if we are in Christ, the way we relate with each other is not on the basis of outward appearances, what we have, what we do, where we work, where we come from, and so on and so forth. It is on the basis of being in Jesus together. So when we respect each other, when we love each other, when we listen to each other, we are not doing that primarily because of human rights. We are doing that primarily because new creation people, that's how they behave. They look at people from the point of view that they are in Christ. How about those who are not in Christ? We respect and love them because that is new creation behavior. This is being in Christ who died for us. So let's go out there as we go to eat and feast together. Let's relate with each other as new creation people. When we go to work on Monday, let everything about us show that we are in Christ. We've died with him. We've been raised with him to a new life. Amen.
our dear God, we pray that these children and us will learn what it means that Christ died for us and we died with him. And we will learn what it means that Christ was raised from the dead and we were raised with him. We are new creation people. Help us to relate with one another. Help us to live our lives as new creation people. For your glory and in Jesus' name, amen.